Welcome to IB Voices. For this Asia-Pacific series in our second episode, Communication in a Crisis and the Value of the Network, we have brought together leading educators from this region's networks as they conduct a roundtable discussion on the impact of the current global health crisis and their strategies for successful response. I'm your host, Steve Wishart, IBWS Manager for Australasia. Joining me on this episode, David Boardman, Anthony Mayhofer, Sean Johnson, and Sharon Bailey. David, Anthony, and uh, and Sean, how are you advising and supporting your parents through this period? Start with David. Funnily enough, it's probably not mainly the DP students, parents who've been in, in touch with us, but primarily it was getting that message out there from day one that we've, we've got this. Together as a team, we've got this. You know, we will support you. Because what we've got to really remember with those parents is you've got professionals in their own areas mm. who are suddenly being asked to become teachers. And the pressure that that puts on them especially if their children are in those examination years as well with those high stakes things coming up. So it's getting alongside the teachers, giving them some toolbox items to work with, talking to them about how to set up a home learning environment, taking it right back to those basics for their children and making those age and stage appropriate depending on how old their kids are. You know, reassuring them that what they're doing is right. Talking to them about the amount of time that the student should be interacting face-to-face. It, again, reminding them that it is not just taking that normal timetable and transposing it into the home environment. It is different, but we've got the collective knowledge of all the educators around the globe especially the ones tied together with the IB, feeding into this. So we're not going alone as schools. You know, we're going as a huge global team. team. Um, We're feeding off each other's experiences. We're learning. We're communicating. And that uh, communication, I think, is what has been critical with all of our stakeholders. Far more so than what you'd have in a normal school environment because you're not getting that face-to-face interaction. So that regular communication, telling them what you're doing, why you're doing it, that you've listened to some of that feedback and how you're going to change your program to adapt and take that on board is critical. Hmm. And then parents are, again, you can just see the weight come off their shoulders. They're they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, the school have got this. They know what they're doing, you know, we, we can sit back and be parents because that's what they should be. They shouldn't be having to be teachers. They should yep. be being parents yep. uh, and looking after their kids at this time because Absolutely. that is the most crucial thing, you know, yep. even for DP students. And what we've found, because we're having regular sort of well-being check-ins and then following up on any students who are flagged, it's not the students you'd expect. It's not those ones who are normally flagged for well-being they're actually quite often they're coping quite well and um, because they're used to dealing with adversity they're used to dealing with challenge it's the ones who like a regimented structure who've all of a sudden gone off the rails because that has been pulled out from beneath them 
and they're the ones that need that help. And you'll only find that out through that regular communication. Thanks, David. Anthony? Yeah, I think as uh, David said, really that um, communication with families has been really helpful for them. But uh, we've found especially that really, as long as the students feel settled, then the parents are pretty happy. The, that really dealing with students, the students sort of knowing that they can contact teachers, teachers are contacting them like through various uh, different means, um, just m maintaining that contact with them. The feedback that we've been receiving from parents is that that's been really appreciated um, and very, very helpful. Thanks, Anthony and Sean. I thought I'd add that something that we haven't really or necessarily acknowledged is the fact that themselves and their industries have also been affected by, by this pandemic as well. So I suppose in my conversations with those parents, and when you pick up the phone and you do start speaking with them, that you realise that they too are working from home and that they are finding challenges as well. And added to, I suppose, the changes and the stresses in their workplace, which is now, of course, their living rooms or their studies, they also have their children at home. So I think it's probably worth acknowledging that that's something that we've come to accommodate working with our parents. The question about, I suppose, communication as well, rather than regular communication, I think back, I mean, we're in our third full week now of student-supported learning from home, and we've actually gone the other way. We started, I think, with probably too much communication to parents, mm. and we've actually paired it back to, and the feedback that we received through surveys was that there, there was almost sort of communication fatigue in some ways. So the, the communication that goes out to parents now, if it's to a group of parents or to a cohort, is now actually reduced now to one day a week. So it all goes out on a Thursday night rather than going out throughout the week. And coming back to, I suppose, a couple of the points about, I suppose, parental pressure and anxiety. I've also found as the DP coordinator, there is a stark contrast between the parents of first year DP students and second year DP students. That I think the first year DP students, they're aware and they trust the school and they know that, um, that we have enough time to get things on track. But of course, our message to the second year DP students is that those IAs are still due, the exams are still in November, and unless we hear otherwise, you know, it's basically we're proceeding as planned and telling students that and also their parents that when, of course, nothing is as it normally would be, is actually becoming, you know, it is, it is placing, I suppose, more and more pressure on, on the students and they, they're aware of it. But then also on, I suppose, that those mini communities within the school. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Speaking about communication and connection and so forth. We've got network leaders here, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm just wondering if, if Sean, Anthony and, and Chaz could talk about your specific networks and how uh, not only you're connecting with your individual schools, but how are you connecting and supporting each other across schools within your network or community to assist each other? I can Certainly, I'm copied into a number of emails, so I've got emails flying all over the place. So I can see there's a lot of connection uh, via email. Are there other ways that you're connecting with each other, supporting each other, sharing ideas, Sean? As part of our network, we already meet once a term, but what we've actually found in whilst we've been facing this is that the use of Google Drives has actually become quite an invaluable tool for us. And then so uh, rather than sending multiple emails, usually a question or, or an issue will be will be flagged and all IB coordinators will be asked to go to that Google Drive and to upload any concerns. So what we're doing really is that we're collating either a, a progress or a status update for 
whether it be how to conduct the group four IAs or maybe concerns and questions about the November examinations, and they're probably two examples of, of late where we've, I suppose, we've collaborated as, as an IB network. We're quite fortunate in Victoria and Tasmania that we do have, I suppose, that culture of communication. We are, you know, we are quite candid in terms of the way in which we interact. And we've actually felt, I suppose, in, in that is that when someone does raise some sort of question or concern, more often than not, one of the other 21 DP coordinators who are already on that recipient list. And there are, I suppose there are a couple of sort of like alumnus DP coordinators from the past who we keep in sort of like the recipients list just to sort of tap into their knowledge. And more often than not, someone has had a similar question from supported IBO and they, they can quickly sort of send that through. So I suppose it's a really quick and really collaborative way, I suppose, as working as our community to address some of those I mean, they're really just those data sort of issues, but can, I, I think, can escalate when we're already quite stressed and already you know, yeah. frantically trying to prepare for our lessons. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Anthony, is it similar in New South Wales? Yeah, I guess it is, although at the moment, uh, New South Wales is uh, nearing the end of two weeks of holidays. So before that time, uh, there were lots of frantic emails. Uh, but one thing we started to do is actually use the program communities uh, area on my IB and that was helpful. I'm so glad that, you phrased that. Yeah, so that, uh, yeah. uh, because we were just, there were so many emails flying backwards and forwards, it was just really hard to keep track of what was going on. And so um, now that that's actually functioning like properly, um, which has been great, um, then we're finding that people starting to post information there and read that. And that's, that's really um, working quite well. Yeah. At the moment, we're on, on a break. Uh, so uh, next week, we expect that things will, will change again. Prior to the break, uh, people were really trying to work out how to manage, um, well, keep, keep in touch with what was happening with the May exams because a lot of our schools had uh, anticipated candidates who were sitting for those um, and just trying to provide advice for them. And then also, um, as things started to change, to try and work out how we would support each other in terms of student assessment, particularly in collaborative tasks and especially in the arts because they're uh, really affected in a lot of their assessment. And particularly because we don't know for the November session how that's going to be assessed at this point, uh, just to really provide advice to teachers in those specific subjects, how to adjust tasks and manage them in an appropriate way without creating extra stress for students. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. Chaz, the PYP well, network. Yes, now, now our network is a massive network. We have over 80 schools and growing in the Victorian network. This is only week two for us. So at the moment, we haven't done anything particularly active except for me posting supportive messages through program communities and also Basecamp because I'm not quite sure where the program communities is up to its full functionality so we use both I think within this network we have smaller clusters which we need to have with you know with the network of our size and I think that's very authentic connections that people are making anyway there is there is a real openness within our network of people just feeling free to be vulnerable enough to ring and say, hey, I don't know how to do this. So I'm sure that's happening. I know that's happening, but we haven't put anything in place as such. I think what we're waiting for is for the needs to emerge. 
Uh, and over the next couple of weeks, I think that'll be the case. I know that, you know, just about every school in this situation has just gone into their own context and is working, you know, rapidly to just get the infrastructure right within their own context. And once we get some sort of flow, then that support will be there according to the needs of the network. Thanks for listening. And I'd like to thank our panel for joining us. Visit our website where you can subscribe to IB Voices so you'll never miss an episode. Stay tuned to our next episode, IB Educators on Leadership.